Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We have many different systems across the country. They don't coordinate very well. People are doubling down on creating those walls and barriers instead of breaking those down. Dr. Alika Lafontaine, who is the new president of the Canadian Medical Association, as we've been talking about healthcare in uh, Canada, and we decided to make it a two-parter this weekend, talk about, first of all, the public sector, and introduce the possibility of uh, more private health care becoming part of our health care equation. Certain provinces are, are wanting that. Ontario is saying, although they're not very clear about it, the Ontario government considering increasing publicly funded surgeries at private facilities and considering options for more health care delivery at, quote, independent health facilities, but what kinds of surgeries and what private facilities or types of facilities may be engaged? Mr. Ford isn't talking about that and he doesn't talk to me anymore, so that's okay. But let's talk to someone who understands the uh, private health reality in this country. As a former member of the, or at least former president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Brian Day, is the founder of the Camby Surgery Center in Vancouver. We spoke with Dr. Day last after the B.C. Court of Appeals just weeks ago ruled against Dr. Day's private health care surgery center. Next stop, the Supreme Court of Canada. Who knows? And you have to remember, in Quebec, it's always different in Quebec, have an election coming up. And by the way, it's Premier Legault, not Premier Lego. It's two different things. <laughs> it's not Premier Lego. It's Premier Legault, for whatever that's worth. But in Quebec, if you do not receive timely public health care, first of all, you're entitled by private health care coverage. And if you don't receive timely public care, you can go for private care and have that paid for by the insurance company you bought the policy from. But that only works in Quebec. It's only for Quebec. It's not for the rest of us. And that's because if a guy, a man by the name of Shaouli, took it to court in Quebec, wouldn't back off, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, the Supreme Court said, yeah, that makes sense, but only for Quebec. Dr. Day, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, sir. So how does your system at Camby Surgery Center operate, pun intended? What, what, do, what do you do? How do people pay? Clearly you're popular. Well, there are many groups who are exempted under the, under the law. So one of the strange things, and, and Dr. LaFontaine alluded to this, is we have 14 minutes, 14 health systems in Canada. Um, and once you cross the provincial border, you are like a foreigner. So, so, for, so for instance, this, this um, last Thursday, I operated on uh, two patients from Alberta um, and one patient from Manitoba. They, are, they have rights within another province that the residents of that province don't have. And, and so this is a very strange um, thing. And then a lot of people talk about the Canadian health system. There is no such thing. It's um, multiple health systems. And going along with that multiple health systems um, is, the fact, is the fact that it's, it becomes very inefficient. But the other groups are federal employees, um, like judges and senators are exempt, and um, workers' compensation, patients injured at work are exempt, so they're, they're probably the single 
uh, commonest type of patient we treat. And, um, and funnily enough, federal prisoners um, are exempt. So there are, you know, one of the things we say is our case is really about fighting for the rights of Canadians who are not in jail to have the same rights as those who are in jail. Yeah, they're not prisoners, they're clients. When you go, when you go to prison, they give you a little blue book and it says you're a client. I, I had one of those books, not because I was a, a resident, but I was on the advisory committee for a former public safety minister of Canada for Correctional Service Canada. All sounds an interesting client. Um, what is the state, what is the health of our public health care system? Well, I think anyone who listens to any news program or reads any newspaper these days is very uh, very much aware that not only is it not working for what are called scheduled surgeries like you know you need a hip replacement or you can't you're on crutches because you've injured your knee or you can't work because your shoulders but 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 also people are are, you know suffering from uh, cancers that are not being treated in a timely manner and you know there's a study out um, recently that showed in, in last year over 11,500 um, Canadians died on public wait lists. And that is, um, you know, that is just unacceptable. Um, but it's the reality. And but the worst part uh, to me is that in a free and democratic society, those patients are forced to be on that wait list because, um, as you say, with the exception of Quebec, um, it's against the law for them to do what other, what visitors do. And, and so... This is, um, to me, it's important to understand, too, that Canada is the only country in the world where um, it's unlawful to obtain private health insurance unless you live in Quebec. So we have jurisdictions across the country where private insurance is just ruled illegal, and there is no country, communist, authoritarian, or any other, that has similar similar laws. Why, I'm, I'm trying to put two questions together here. Maybe I'll separate them. What would you want to see? How would um, Dr. Brian Day and the Canby Surgery Center uh, being able to operate and, uh, and do business and take care of patients and equivalencies in other parts of the uh, of the country operate and do business and take care of patients how would that model work? I guess what, what I'm getting at here is part B of this. How do you do away with the, oh, all they're trying to do is destroy health care, and they're trying to make sure that those who can afford it get health care, and those who can't are left out? How, what's the counter-argument? How do you sell that? Well, the counter-argument is simply to look at the data from the Canadian Institute for Health Information, which is a federal body, and the Commonwealth Fund. And they, they rank in 10 developed countries like you know, countries like Germany and France and Switzerland and 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 Canada in in that grouping of ten countries that have universal health care and um, ranks last in in um, access. It ranks last, funnily enough, in equity. In other words, it's the, the, the and 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 yet it's the most expensive. Um, so, as I say, if if you know, if you had, if you were a hockey if you were a hockey fan and your team or a soccer fan, your team was at the bottom of a 10-team ten, ten um, table, 
wouldn't you be looking at what the top two or three teams do rather than keep saying, oh, well, you know, we've got this wonderful system. It's just, uh, well, let's just put more money into it. So I think there are three three things that need to happen. One is, as they have in Quebec, a care guarantee. So if you wait beyond a certain um, time that's based on the benchmarks, there's a guarantee that you will be sent somewhere else, public, private, or whatever. And the other thing that's made a major um, it would have a major impact, and we're the only developed country that funds our hospitals with a global annual block funding, so that every patient that goes to a hospital, including an emergency department, is looked upon by the chief financial officer as a loss. <clears throat> Whereas in, in other countries, so in Britain, for instance, when a patient goes to the emergency or goes in for surgery, the public system pays the hospital. So we have that's this is called an internal market. Uh, patient-focused funding where the money follows the patient. That's number two. And number three is surely if a government um, is not... The government is under a constitutional um, requirement to provide timely access. If it doesn't, surely they can't sentence you to stay on a wait list with no way out um, unless you leave leave your your home province. And this makes... You know, it just makes no sense and those are just the three things that need to be done in my opinion we have hundreds of thousands of surgeries that have been postponed hundreds of thousands of surgeries i don't know how you ever catch up with a system that is constantly falling behind but hundreds of thousands of surgeries and as you pointed out cancer and heart disease um, not diagnosed in time people dying on wait lists eleven thousand plus canadians dying on wait lists that is absolutely unacceptable and when you talk about the care guarantee that exists in Quebec and the Supreme Court of Canada enshrined that, for Quebecers, the Canadian Medical Association, I pointed this out to Dr. Lafontaine yesterday, the Canadian Medical Association in 2005 adopted a, a motion where they, essentially, where they did actually support the position that if you cannot receive timely, in time, public health care, then you should be, must be allowed to purchase private health care uh, insurance in order to be covered uh, if you go to a private facility. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm, if I'm explaining that in, in a way everybody actually, can understand. It, it, it is actually, it was Canadian Medical, uh, it's Canadian Medical Association policy. And, and you know, it, this begs the question, why should the state, you know, the, the contracting out, sending patients um, to, to, um, to private facilities is great, but, but because they have, if they've got the capacity, but um, but why should the state have the right to decide we're going to send you to a private facility because because you waited too long and yet you are it's illegal to make that decision for yourself and um, to me I cannot understand no one can give me an argument for that now there are other myths out there like myths like oh the private sector will take away um, people you know doctors and nurses well. <clears throat> The reason that doctors and nurses are are burnt out in the public system because of the toxic environment that's there. there Canada actually has an above average number of nurses um, compared to the OECD countries, and um, but but they don't they're, they're not they're, they're burnt out. They're leaving. It's a, 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 as I say a toxic workplace. Uh, doctors are retiring early. And then the the other thing which I do support uh, also of Dr. Fontaine is that 
Canada needs to increase its number of doctors, and we need to have a pan-Canadian license. Um, we don't want 14 minutes. You know, Germany no, makes no uh, sense. has one Ministry of Health. We have 14, and you can imagine what that what that bureaucracy yeah. is. Turf wars. We've got blocks to, to 35 young Canadians have are at foreign medical schools right now, and we won't let we, we we've got barriers to stop them coming back because they use up the money of of, of the block funding. So one of the things the appeal court said is that the the um, that the government in in British Columbia where they examined this has made a decision to un the, the quote the, the is they the system in British Columbia this is a direct quote from the BC appeal court it's intentionally underdesigned in order to achieve fiscal sustainability well and 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 the the, the this is uh, nonsense so i you know getting back to it i think you when you when you're not performing well mm-hmm. and you're ranked last don't you look at what the top yeah, ranked you do. countries should you do. do? You do, obviously. Oh, well, it should be obvious. By the way, uh, Dr. Day, you, you talked about the fact that other than Quebec, you can't buy um, private health insurance, individual health insurance in, in Canada. Switzerland, everyone has to buy it. It's the, it's the law. So, you know, we have we have one country going one way, the other country going the other way. Switzerland, you get a lot quicker attention. We had a call yesterday from an orthopedic um, veterinarian orthopedic surgeon, veterinarian. And he's waiting for a hip replacement. He's been waiting three years. And I asked him, how long would it take if I brought Rover in and Rover needed a hip replacement? He said, a week. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's happened as part of the rush, you know, the the decision to ration access, not only have we, so when I came to Canada and, many years ago, many decades ago. And Canada was fourth in the world in the number of doctors per population. Today, we rate 69th in doctors per population. We used to have one of the highest numbers of hospital beds internationally. We're now 31st in the developed world in the number of hospital beds. So things, uh, uh, this is all part of the explicit decision by governments to cap Healthcare, and the trouble is, we have this aging population, uh, especially the baby boomers, are starting to impact the health system, and it's you know it's it's imploding as we speak. I mean, COVID made it worse, but it was bad before before COVID, and even before COVID, we it was evident at our trial from that that thousands and thousands of patients were were developing and uh, cancers and heart you know the cancers were spreading the heart disease wasn't was accelerating and worsening and um so this covid has made things worse and it's drawn more attention to it but it, okay. this was this was happening years ago is your case going to go to the supreme court yes it will yeah and and just to remind you the chowley case also lost at the provincial court yes it did and so, so we are we 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 think that that um, there is a fear among politicians, and there's a fear amongst judges. I think of of somehow addressing this sacred cow that we call, you know, a unique system. But to re, you know, just to repeat, we are ranked tenth out of ten in access and equity. Yeah. 
We also the argument. No, no, I I just wanted to say, because we only have a minute and a half here, we also have a situation where, and I don't want to focus on Ontario, you're in BC, but they're talking about forcing uh, uh, seniors who have been placed into a hospital because they couldn't get into an LTC, long-term care center, they're going to force them out of the hospitals or charge them as though they didn't have insurance and make them go to some place that is foreign to them, not even close to their to their homes and their families. This is not humane. This is not management. This is not the way you do things. And then you have uh, Mr. Singh uh, saying introducing private care into the public system cannot be allowed, and uh, Jack Mead Singh's usual argument is billionaires will become richer. Well, it's, I don't know. So in about, in about 35 seconds, Dr. Day, just wrap it up for us. What has to happen? Well, we, we just need to open, uh, look at the top countries, and, and learn from their uh, successes and um, and learn from our mistakes. And, uh, you know, and Mr. Singh, he went to a private school. And, uh, you know, education, no one thinks, no one has thought of closing private schools in Canada. It, it makes no sense. Not, none of this makes any sense that we're the only country on the planet where it's unlawful to get private health insurance. Yeah, one more quick question. Which country would you point to for us to look at as uh, having a healthcare system that is working efficiently? Well, I think I think we can we have the advantage of learning from the best taking, you know, some uh, an author in Britain has written a book on the best health systems and we can pick where we can pick and choose which of the best. So okay. countries like Switzerland, Singapore, uh, Germany, Holland, they all have um, elements that okay. we could learn from. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.